0: Radio show where we talk about ideas that matter. Every week we come together and we talk about a wide range of interesting topics, and ultimately, our show is dedicated to, supplo- to exploring um, how we see ourselves, um, how we understand our community, and the world around us, and ways that get us connected. And that mission has even more powerful resonance this morning. Uh, we're going to be talking about fear and fearless. We have uh, a marvelous group that is called Fearless Productions, and their mission is to support people in dealing with their fears, to to uh, become an artist, uh, share their truth, uh, often in comic ways, but in very powerful ways that connect people and use the art to face fears and I think we can go to school on that Uh, we can go to the school on that personally what does that mean as we face our fears one of my co-producers for another series of shows that we do Kate Toll um, sent a note to a good friend of hers in Italy and she asked Rosie if it would be all right to have um, her email be shared with us and I'm going to read it dearest Kate be good to yourself too I believe in the mystery and the energy of the universe and am trying to maintain the best possible mental health during extended quarantine and lockdown. We face psychological and spiritual challenges, along with viral viral threats to our bodies and souls. Italy is doing a heroic and difficult job, but places health above political, political and economic considerations. We are supporting each other here and working and sacrificing for the common good. Your email is the best vaccine against despair and fear. Bless you, and try not to damage your precious self with worry about others when you are doing all you can. What will be will be, and I have made my peace with this latest mortal threat. Loving energy is such a gift. With gratitude and a prayer for your peace of mind, Rosie. Another, uh, another person who's very dear to me uh, shared that we, right now, are, uh, are in our own movie. We're starring in our own movie. What's the story? Uh, how are we shaping the story, and how are we understanding our story? And with that, in understanding our story and how to be fearless and how to think about fearless and how to think about um, our opportunity to use art Uh, during a difficult time to make meaning, make sense, give us uh, solutions, give us ideas. Uh, I'm very proud to have the Fearless Productions here. And my co-host is Tim Wick, who is the Artistic Director of Fearless Comedy Productions. And he has brought uh, his assistant um, Artistic Director Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Eric Thompson... And we also have Duck Washington, who joined us last month as well. He's on the board of directors, and he's also a theater artist around the Twin
1: Cities. Hello. Hello. That was, uh, uh, this is Tim. I was not Duck. It's <laughs> 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 you, yeah, you were on a roll there, and I didn't want to stop you.
0: There we go. So tell us about Die Laughing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I should point out we're Fearless Comedy Productions, so uh, get ready for the jokes, y'all. Yeah. It's coming. But, uh, yeah, we uh, we have a fundraiser we do every year called Die Laughing it is a 50-hour comedy marathon that was scheduled to take place uh, the last weekend in March and uh, it was just canceled yeah we canceled it uh, we made the the public announcement yesterday we'd been talking about it for for some time and and with with things like this you you usually make the decision a little bit ahead of time uh, but but you know part of the decision is how best to roll out that information so uh, yesterday, we made, the, we made the public information available, and we will not be doing it. it, it it's, it's an event that's been around as long as Fearless has been around. This would have been our seventh.
3: Mm-hmm. Our seventh.
1: Our seventh Die Laughing. It would have run 50 hours, and it will still happen. There will still be... A seventh Die Laughing. When I say it's canceled, I think it's better to say it's canceled for now. Or postponed. It's postponed. Um, We don't have a date where it's going to happen yet, but it is going to happen. There will be a Die Laughing 7.
0: And in that decision-making process, you know, there's lots going on. That's two-thirds of your budget, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. The majority of our operating budget for the year uh, comes from Die Laughing. So we just made a decision to kind of come up with new and interesting ways to pay for what we do.
0: And you will be doing some online.
1: Yeah, I'll let Eric talk about that a little bit because he's kind of in charge of what we're doing as far as online fundraising right now.
4: Um, So there there are a lot of different aspects of Die Laughing that have come together to create this wonderful event. Um, It's a 50-hour comedy marathon and we would stream that, but that's not something that we can do this year. But there are other aspects that we still can. Um, uh, We have people who have put together a wonderful silent auction um, trying to get donations from uh, different companies leading up to this. And with the news and the ever-changing environment, that's been difficult. But we still plan to go forward with what we've got. Um, And uh, I only know a little bit of what I've heard has been in the auction. But I also don't know who has backed out, given the current situation. <laughs> so I'm going to err on not sharing any items specifically there. But um, you
0: can share the website.
4: Yeah. Yes. Uh, everything that you want to know about Die Laughing will be up on Um, The uh, the auction will be going up on the 20th, I believe, is when it officially opens. So we're going to have that still running. Um before that also on die laughing uh you can find what uh we call challenges um it's specifically things that are if we get a certain donation we will do something um sometimes they're things we want to do or things we don't want to do or just ridiculous things we've come up with and uh
0: to face fears
4: <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and uh like one of, the, one of my favorites, um, and before I get into any of these, none of the donations will be used to actually carry these out. If there's any monetary cost, uh, we've either worked with whoever is going to provide the service to try to get reduced cost or a donation, or the members themselves are going to handle materials. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing that anyone donates to these will be actually used to pay for them. All of that money will go towards Fearless for helping support uh, local artists and creators. Um, but one of my favorites is uh, a good friend and one of the founding members of Fearless, Salsa Sterling. has. Uh, he was in a difficult spot a few years ago when he created um, what he now considers his motto and what a lot of us have, have adopted, which is the idea of yet. Yet. Um, When he didn't know what he was going to do, he found out that adding yet to the end of these negative statements gave him hope. He didn't know what he was going to do yet. He didn't have a plan yet. Um, And through that... So it
0: opened it to possibility.
4: Right. uh, And through that, he has created a lot of the opportunity that he has now. Uh, He he figured out how to become a sword swallower. Um, And now that now he travels around the Renaissance festivals and performs around the country doing that and it's crazy to see where he was and just had no idea where to go and suddenly he found something he was passionate about and was able to build that up um, so he and three other fear or er, two other fearless members are raising money to get a yet tattoo um, if they hit a certain, uh, each one, if they hit $500 donated, they will pay for their tattoo and get this tattoo. Or if they receive $1,000 cumulatively, they will all get it. Um, there's uh, there's another fundraiser where two members who are nervous about taking improv classes for one reason or another uh, are competing, and whoever raises... Um, the way they wanted to set it up is whoever raises more funds doesn't have to take the classes. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a fun way for them to both compete. Uh, and if they raise $1,000 together, they both have to take classes or, in my opinion, get to take classes.
1: One of them is all over already over $500. Yep, that's
4: right. I saw that. Um, yeah. That donation came through right after our announcement that we were canceling the event. And that, mm-hmm. uh, that meant a lot.
0: What I find interesting are ways that we that you encourage people to like put their fear out there and and be able to own this is a fear but mm-hmm. I'm this is what I'm going to do with it.
1: Yeah, that's that's really something that was sort of at the core of Fearless when when we created it. It's why we're called Fearless is just that idea of there are things that we all would be interested in doing, but we we. We are we're afraid of, of trying and and fearless is all about going all right well uh, it's okay to say you're afraid but then let's let's do it anyway let's just let's just make it happen and uh, the fear of public speaking is the most common fear that you know, the experts tell us that uh, but, but I, I think it is true you know I I am a performer I'm on stage weekly uh, and I have stage fright Every time I go on stage, I'm nervous. Once I get on stage, it goes away. But it absolutely is there. It absolutely is a part of who I am. And I couldn't do what I do if I wasn't somebody who said, I'm not going to let the fear of going on stage stop me from
3: doing it. I think that... um uh, in a lot of cases, the, pl- the the times where you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, outside of your boundaries, is the, it can be it, it can be a place where you find some really amazing art. Um, safe art is 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 a little you know. isn't exciting it's not it's not riveting so if you if you can get someone to to be in a place where they're where they're kind of walking a a tightrope a little bit about whether it's going to be successful or be a fair failure um that's where that's where i find really great art to happen um uh in those bold choices in those adventurous areas and
0: i'm going to push you on what makes it great i mean i know it's exciting and whatnot but there's I have to believe there's something else there too that makes it great that we resonate with.
3: I think I think I think uh, people appreciate bravery, um, and I think when performers and artists are brave, uh, it translates into their into their into their audience that mm-hmm. they that they recognize that and that they appreciate it. Um, it also. Uh, being, being brave allows us to explore new things uh, so we're not always recreating the same safe art um, but that we are, we're, we're finding ways to give audiences something that they never would have had before.
4: It's also a measure of vulnerability. Um, the audience can tell if you're putting up a wall.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, no matter how good of a performer, are, performer you, are, if you are, if you are putting up a wall, you're not connecting with the audience. And I think when somebody produces something they're nervous about, they put more thought into it, they put more care into it, and they go on stage with an energy that the audience can feel.
0: What I i am am digging into and why I'm so glad that you're here today also is that I think that art gives us an opportunity to practice facing our fears. We don't often have an opportunity where we're in a community of people that go, yeah, we're going to put this on the table. We're afraid. Sure. And we know you're afraid and I'm afraid. How often are do you have that opportunity to have a group of people say, this is scary. So how do we work together in this trusting environment that allows us each to be able to express our fear differently and have fear be okay but fear be something also that you use to do something.
3: It's it's kind of funny because we kind of live in this this yet mantra uh, these days, um, where we as a community are always like, oh, oh, you always wanted to try stand up. Guess what? I have you booked on Fearless yeah. Lab next week. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we're Fearless really good at pushing ourselves <laughs> off cliffs. Yeah. So Fearless
1: is one of those situations, one of those companies where if somebody says, boy, I'm I'm really uncomfortable with this, then. The next thing that happens is somebody says, "So, when are you going to do it?" Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: And and it's not it's it's interesting because it's not a you're going to be forced to do this. It's a remarkably supportive question. Yeah. When when it's asked, it's it's not like if you say it's not going to be this week, anybody would be like, "Well, it sure as heck is." Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's this w- there's this knowledge that if you go out there and you say, "I." Don't feel comfortable doing this. You're likely to have somebody say, "All right,
3: how can I help you be comfortable yeah. doing this?" Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something that they want to do, but have, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, oh, I've always wanted to get uh, a tattoo, but <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go. Let's. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, I did. I did stand up the uh, just a few months ago at Fearless Lab because I had a friend who was like, oh, I've always wanted to do stand up, and I was like, great, we're doing stand up. <laughs> let's go do it. <laughs>
0: and as we're facing these crazy times i want to explore during this show today how can we take that spirit into our community you know how can we support each other what are the things that we can learn mm-hmm. that you've created in in your instruction and in your support that allows us to to be brave what and what does brave mean for each of us well
3: and it's 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 tricky a little bit because we're we're usually in the mind of like 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 going out in the world. This is like something unique for us because it's the first time we're like, don't come see us perform. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> lamest apocalypse ever. I want my I want my <laughs> robots and mutants. Come on. <laughs> um, Where are but, the zombies? Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, um, in that regard, it's it's a little bit. We have to find new ways to yeah. to reach out to our communities to actually express our voices. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's impossible to do. Um, and so. Um, it's about still being ten- being tenacious and being bold and finding creative ways to express yourselves uh, when we're, li- we're facing more limits.
0: And we'll talk more about that in our next segment, about what does that look like. Um, theater folks, you're welcome to call in. Everybody is welcome to call in. Um, we, we're talking about fears. We're talking about how we face them. The number is 952-946-6205. And we're talking about the story that we're creating for ourselves, and we're the star. So what does that look like? Um, stay with us. Uh, there's more, more good dialogue about where we're at and where we're going and how we can get there together.
4: I'm Nick Slavic, proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company. I've been a craftsman for more than 25 years. My company has been awarded more than five national awards for craftsmanship you won't find somebody who loves their job more than me. I've devoted my life to my family, my craft, my business, and to the people who trust me with their projects. And I'm happier for doing it. Visit N-I-C-K-S-L-A-V-I-K dot to learn more.
0: Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural, holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com.
5: Hey there, I'm City. And I'm Peng. And we're in a production called Face-to-Face Hmong Women's Experiences at Park Square Theater in St. Paul. It is an
6: interview-based theater production featuring us as three other local Hmong women, and we're telling our own stories on stage. We collectively tell our personal stories, everything
5: from mental health and depression, finding our own voice while living in two worlds, beauty
6: standards, and a lot more. Created from interviews with the cast, the script is woven together to tell our individual experiences. The show has humor, tears, laughter, and even a little bit of romance. You should come check it out. This is our personal
5: journey, and we invite you to join us for an evening of discovery and connections. Face
6: to Face is on stage at Park Square Theatre, March 5th through 15th. Tickets are available at ParkSquareTheater.org or 651 we look forward to having you join us
7: native roots radio presents i'm awake would like to say Pinigigi for all your support these last three years we discuss national and local native news and events weekly correspondents bring us updates and information from all over turtle island
0: native roots radio i'm awake is supported by robbins kaplan llp Dedicated to redefining high-stakes litigation representation in Indian
7: Country. Saturdays live, 1 to 3. Free Leonard Peltier.
2: Considering replacing your vacuum, what do you do with the old one? Throw it in the garage? Worse yet, throw it in the garbage? How about trade it in and save? A1 Vacuum in Roseville has been around forever, and they take trade-ins. When you trade in your old vacuum, you save. So if it's time to replace that old clunker headed for the garage or landfill, Bring it into A-1 Vacuum in Roseville. You can find A-1 Vacuum at a-1vacuum.com or call 651-222-6316.
0: Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We have got Fearless, Fearless Productions, joining us today. They had a fabulous fundraiser that they were all getting ready for. A, what is it, fifty hours?
1: Fifty hours. Fifty hours. Fifty straight hours. Of crazy comedy. We do comedy at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you in will the again morning. Yeah. We're we looking
0: will. at postponing. Mm-hmm. But you want to get the word out that yeah. we're not doing it
1: coming up. Which is not why we were gonna be here this <laughs> no, morning. No, that's we were, not that, no, that wasn't the plan. No, but uh, no. sometimes plans change. And and in Fearless, we're all about just taking taking the change and rolling with it.
0: And and that's why I felt really this was important to have you still come. Um, Tim Wick is the Artistic Director of Fearless Comedy Productions, and he has um, his assistant, Mm -hmm. Mike Thompson. Eric, 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 Eric Thompson. (laughs) And Duck Washington.
3: That one's easy to remember. Yeah. It is.
0: Duck's great. Um, (laughs) Talking about changes uh, and how quickly Things change. A week ago, did any of us have this on our radar that there was e- – I mean, I, I sent you an email. we am like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're all set. Well, it's yeah. all good. We're, we're, we're ready to roll. It's going to be a great show.
1: When you sent the email, we had not yet chosen to cancel Die Laughing. Right. Yeah. We were having that dialogue, but mm-hmm. we were actually leaning towards continuing with the event. But, you know, things change day to day. Right. And even at that time, we were sort of tracking things day to day and when when we reach the point where we're like no this is not this is not an event that we can we can safely conduct you know following the guidelines that they're they're setting forth in terms of social distancing you know it's hard to do that when you've got 10 people on a stage Mm -hmm. uh, or when you're just trying to fit 25 people into an audience that's there's not a lot of ways to put 25 people into a room or they still have six feet between them. Right.
0: Well, and comedy is one that has kind of a wrestle-tussle, you know, it's body, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. body, it's, you know, it, 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 it's not one that you can tame down right. and have it have the same, you know, experience as well. Uh, and all the ramifications of, like, social distancing. I mean, I think Saturday Night Live last week did a pretty good job of, you know, making fun of the social distancing, but that's before things got even more serious, it, you know, and, and the role of comedy. We were talking earlier about how some people are, are feeling very uncomfortable about jokes at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah um, I did a I did a Facebook post yesterday that that was really about the seriousness of what's going on, and but I also said I think it's appropriate to make jokes. I mm-hmm. think I think you should make jo- jokes. I think I think humor is one of the ways that we deal with stress. And, and somebody came back and said, I don't think you should make jokes. I don't think you should make jokes when people are dealing with being worried about their mother or their friend dying. Um, and, you know, it is, you need to be sensitive to the fact that different people process this kind of thing in very different ways. And at the same time, I, I, I kind of feel like if we can't laugh a little bit about, what's going on if we're all just kind of sitting in our homes with our families isolated from each other and we can't even laugh about it a little bit then wow we we really we've really lost something and i think i think being able to laugh at very difficult things is really important
0: it's empowering and it's healing at the same point in time. Mm-hmm. It,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that being able to face something critical and be able not to be overwhelmed by it and, and shutting something down and saying, no, you can't do that. I mean, that's how we think we're controlling something, it's sort of this uh, author- authoritarian, uh, now this is acceptable and this isn't acceptable. We need to give ourselves more permission on how we want to deal with things.
4: I, th- I think it's an interesting line to walk. Um I've had the amazing experience in the past with doing some uh, comedy about difficult topics where um, I've both had people complain, because uh, uh, that's an easy thing to get, but I've had I've had people come up to me and tell me that, and, and thank me for joking about something that affects them deeply or affects a family member uh, because it takes the power away from that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when there's something difficult that we're dealing with, it can consume our lives. Um, and being able to take a moment, to take a step back, to laugh, to take a breath, and feel like this thing that has that you have no control over that is just so daunting. Maybe, maybe you can find a little lightness. Maybe you can find a little reprieve. I think it's those moments that give you the energy to keep going i think it's
0: also the recognition that it's a shared experience and -hmm. you're not alone in it and in that laughter laughter is contagious Mm -hmm. so there's a sense of i am with someone who also has experienced this and recognized this and they're feeling it's just as wickedly horrible as i do and we can laugh because there's a recognition of we both had to deal with that crap uh and I, I believe in community. I believe in connection. I believe humor. You know, comedy is the same root of community and communication. It's, it, it's, what, it, it's, it's what's that moment of feeling like we're together. Uh, comedy's about overcoming obstacles in crazy, wonderful, wild ways. Yeah, we've got this huge obstacle in front of us. Uh, it, this, this is a chance for us to find what is the deeper connection. And my technical director gave me the sign that I have gone way over in our segments, so we need to take a break. (laughs) Okay. Um, We'll be back, and we'll be talking about uh, Broadway closing, as well as other shows around the Twin Cities closing, and how that impacts artists, and things for you guys to keep in mind in how we can still keep art um, strong, even during this difficult time. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: I'm Peter Rackleff from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue. Brunson's Pub is a place where history and passion are a part of every detail, starting with the menu. The Payne-Felan neighborhood arose from Dakota people who lived here for hundreds of years and pioneering immigrant communities, Irish, Swedes, German, and Italians, who made the East Side their home. More recently, waves of new residents from Asia, Latin America, and Africa continue the rich immigrant history and are revitalizing the community's cultural life and economy. Come experience Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out brunsonspub.com.
7: This is Chad, owner of AM950. Our station has worked with Barbara from WYSIWYG Web Design for years on everything from logo to print design, and especially for developing our website. She does great work and is great to work with, listening to what our goals and design ideas were, while offering new, innovative ideas to create the website we are proud of today. Barbara made sure she understood our station, our goals, and our mission before she started working on our site, and made suggestions to help control the cost. Plus, she's friendly, which set us at ease. I recommend Barbara at WYSIWYG Web Design because I know she will deliver an attractive, professional website within the budget you have. She is a local independent business that specializes in helping other local businesses achieve their website and design goals. She can work with nearly any budget and create anything from simple sites to robust custom functionality. To find out more about the company AM950 Trust, go to WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Spelled out just like it sounds, WYSIWYGWebDesign.com.
0: When you need legal assistance, let the Minnesota Lawyer and Referral Information Service help you find the right attorney. It's a new and enhanced program of the Hennepin and Ramsey County Bar Associations. They have professional, experienced referral counselors who can connect you to vetted attorneys practicing in employment law, divorce, bankruptcy, DUI, and much more. Take the stress out of finding a lawyer. Call 612-752-6699 or go to mnlawyerreferral.org. The right call for the right lawyer.
1: You want a fast way to save hundreds of dollars? It's easy with Rudy Luther Toyota. Start with the Luther Advantage Card. With every new and used vehicle purchase, you'll get three years of 10 cents off per gallon of gas at Holiday Station stores as well as discounted car washes. Plus, Rudy Luther offers two years of maintenance included with every new Toyota purchase.
7: And remember, Rudy Luther Toyota wants to buy
1: your cars and trucks, paying you top dollar. Find out how much you can save by visiting Rudy Luther Toyota today. The southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley.
7: Rain, 950 Weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be mostly cloudy with a high of 38. Night, a low of 24. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high of 43 and a low of 32. While Monday, a 20% chance of rain after 1 p.m. With otherwise cloudy skies, a high of 45 and a low around 29. Eat local, Minnesota.com's Restaurant of the Week is Krooner's Lounge and Supper Club. Offering a unique and contemporary spin on continental cuisine, Krooner's specializes in food and drink made popular in the 1920s. Check out this fabulous dining experience at 6161 Highway 65 Northeast in Minneapolis.
0: Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. Glad you joined us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we have Fearless Productions joining us. My co-host is Tim Wick, who is also the artistic director of Fearless Comedy Productions.
1: Hi. Hi there. I'm trying really hard because I know that we're streaming on video, and I'm trying so hard not to touch my face. <laughs> this is the hardest. This is. It's, isn't this the hardest thing about this whole? <laughs> I'm just trying to not remember
3: that. That's a thing. (laughs) I think that makes it easier. It's like,
1: I I touch my face all the time and I didn't even know.
0: (laughs) Adjusting glasses is one of those issues there, too.
1: that I'm allowing myself. I'm allowing myself to adjust my glasses. Good,
0: good. We also have today uh, Eric Thompson, who is the Assistant Artistic Director of Fearless Productions. We're glad you're here. And Duck Washington, who's on the Board of Directors of Fearless, and he's also a theater artist around the Twin Cities. So welcome. So there's this cool New York Times opinion piece. uh, Broadway is closed. Write poems instead. Um, When the theater shuttered, Shakespeare turned to poetry. So we know that there was the plague back in the 1500s and artists needed to survive during that time. And he wrote. Um, But you've also made the point that eventually those plays Got back on stage,
1: right? Uh, I think that one thing that when we talk about fundraising for Fearless, and I think uh, Duck made a good point before we started started this show that I think we should make is it's not just Fearless; it's it's artists all over the Twin Cities who all are over the all over the world, yeah, all over the world, whose whose work is effectively shuttered right now. You know, maybe they have an online presence. We're all trying to find ways in this environment to continue to produce. But uh, there will come a point where we will be able to produce, where we'll be able to go back on stage, and there are so many people that that need some help bridging this situation. That you know Shakespeare Shakespeare wrote plays when the theaters were shuttered, and eventually those plays happened. And it's kind of interesting because Duck's going to be directing Much Ado About Nothing for us in uh, in May, perhaps. We hope perhaps yet. Yet. <laughs> yet we haven't
0: we haven't yes. done it yet
1: <laughs> we have not yet <laughs> performed a bunch do about nothing but we shall yeah. we shall we're we're working out maybe when there might be a postponement but that show will happen I, I have little doubt that that show will happen and i think that we have to think about this idea that our lives are postponed they're they're on hold a little bit, uh, or certain aspects of it are, but that they're they're going to come back.
3: Yeah, and and there are a lot of people out there that, you know, this is their this is their whole career. You know, they they're a performer or they run a theater or. Um, You know, there's some kind of a, uh, they work in some kind of a profession that requires them to be in contact with other people, where they just aren't, they don't have the access to do uh, the work that generates their income anymore. Um, And so I encourage everybody who's out there, um, whether it be contributions to Fearless or other arts organizations that you're passionate about, uh, other theaters in town, um, uh, if you have a little bit to spare to send their way, um, uh, please do it. Um, you know, like, not only not only are they, a lot of these businesses not generating any revenue, or some of these independent contractors generating any revenue at the moment, um, we also know that when uh, in times of crisis this is also a place where um, funding is generally cut first, um, uh, but I think that it's also extraordinarily important to 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 have the art to process this stuff, to 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 build community, to, to branch communication. So, um, if you believe that too, um, uh, help us support those groups so that when this crisis is over, they can they can bring the plays back to the stage. Shakespeare's plays brought came back to the stage, but I wonder how many playwrights we never saw again after the plague.
1: Absolutely, and I think that. When we think about it, and I'm not going to name names, but there are some very big, very strong theaters in the Twin Cities, uh, and their funding is going to be fine. It, it, it really is. Uh, the people, the, the foundations with a lot of money are giving a lot of money to those theaters, and they will survive. But there are theaters that Fearless works with, the Historic Mounds Theater, in St. Paul strike theater in Minneapolis huge theater these are smaller theaters these are theaters that don't have a massive revenue stream that they can weather three months of being dark easily and honestly all it takes is a thousand people and ten dollars each and I, I completely understand financial concerns I I have them myself I'm a freelancer uh, and and my my daytime work that 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 I do to supplement my income is likely to be very dead for the next couple of months, and I'm asking myself where that where that paycheck comes from, and and there are lots of people in that boat, and those people could use your help, and those theaters could use your help right now, and. You know, I don't want this to turn into a into a fundraising drive, but at the same time, I think we need to think about things that we need these venues to continue. We talked again before we we started that theater has always been uniquely positioned to understand how its audience is feeling and dealing with current events, and help people process that. And certainly there are other, now with so many online options, ways to do that. There aren't ways to do it where we're, we're all in the same room together. And that, to me, is why theater is so valuable, because it brings us all into the same room together. And it, all, theater has always understood that it needs to either help its audience escape from what's going on in the outside world or help its audience process, sometimes both at the same time. And that's why I think it's really valuable that we support theater in a time where there isn't much of it. And it, it can easily not make sense to go, well, why should I support something that I'm not going to see? Why would I buy a ticket to a movie if I'm not going to watch a movie? And I'm, I'm going to say, you know what, if you were going to go watch a play this week and now you can't, maybe buy a ticket anyway. Mm-hmm. If, if you had that money to spend, maybe buy a ticket anyway. Or maybe just send that $10 to the theater and say, I was going to buy a ticket this week and I can't. I can't go to this show. But this show is valuable and I want this show to come back. So here's here's my ticket
3: money so that it can. I, uh, uh, I was involved in a production that was supposed to open last night but didn't called... Uh, the rinky dink show and one of the lines that I had at the beginning of the show um, which was written by the the uh, great Josh Carson was uh, uh, turns out that, that Sonic the Hedgehog was the last movie ever um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> doesn't seem so bad now does it um, let's not let that be the case let's yeah. continue to support art so that Sonic the Hedgehog is not the last piece of art we
4: see <laughs>
0: We and were go ahead, go ahead.
4: And uh, and I think I think it's important along those same lines that uh, as we're talking about the, these smaller theaters and as we're talking about these smaller groups, um, it, it it's there's more of a ripple. Uh, if say a group goes under or a theater goes under, it's a ripple in this community. Um, if a theater can't afford because they still have to pay their rent, they still have to pay their utilities, all of this still continues, their revenue just disappears. Um, if a theater goes away, that means less space, that means more competition for, th- for people trying to get their, uh, their work on stage. And one of the things that Fearless tries to do is remove those barriers. It, it's easy to recognize, uh, having worked with a company for so long, that there are a lot of artists that have to choose between making a show they want to make and paying rent. Because if they make a show that takes risks, it may not get an audience and that may mean they just don't have money for food or, or, or a roof over their heads. So there are lots of these risks and if we start seeing some areas facing difficulties, uh, some theaters go under, things like that, that just becomes an even bigger problem.
0: We also were talking about how artists very often depend on independent uh, contracting, gig work,
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that's also being hit. It's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. You know, What can maintain someone during a difficult time is not an option either, which just creates even more fear right? Uh, and anxiety and, and figuring out how to deal with that And seeing opportunity i love the idea of yet we we don't have the solution yet Um, we don't have a clear picture yet Um, but we can be there for each other and we can listen deeply and one of the things that i think happens on stage with actors is that you do listen deeply and you do understand that you're not alone uh, that you're part of a, a greater story So how do we continue to look at ways to be uh, there for each other? Uh, How can we learn from what Fearless does and to support Fearless and to support other theaters in navigating um, our society right now that is encouraging social distancing? But we don't want isolation, and we need our art to help us figure out meaning and all those good things. So stay with us. We'll be back and with more thoughts on being Fearless. Thank
5: uh-huh. Hey there, I'm City And I'm Peng. And we're in a production called Face-to-Face Hmong Women's Experiences at Park Square Theatre
6: in St. Paul. It is an interview-based theatre production featuring us as three other local Hmong women, and we're telling our own stories on stage. We collectively
5: tell our personal stories, everything from mental health and depression, finding our own voice while living
6: in two worlds, beauty
5: standards, and a lot more.
6: Created from interviews with the cast, the script is woven together to tell our individual experiences. The show has humor, tears, laughter, and even a little bit of romance. You should come check it out.
5: This is our personal journey, and we invite you to join us for an evening of discovery
6: and connections. Face to Face is on stage at Park Square Theatre, March 5th through 15th. Tickets are available at parksquaretheater.org or 651-291-7005. We look forward to having you join us.
2: Um, hello. If your taxes from years past are talking to you from the back of that drawer in your desk, it might be about time you answered the call by making a call to Moe's Tax Service in St. Paul. Time to come out now. They've been preparing tax returns and creating advisory-based relationships with their clients since 1971. Kind of stuffy in here. Problems with the IRS don't go away by ignoring them. Call Moe's Tax Service. That's M-O-H-S. They're on Ford Parkway in St. Paul. 612-721-2026. 721-2026.
3: Tom Hartman here, telling you that solar energy isn't just for environmentalists. Switching to all-energy solar is actually perfect for reducing your carbon footprint while also saving money on your monthly electric bill. The fact that solar panels cause no Earth-harming emissions while it's producing energy is a bonus. Who in the world could object to that? But they can also help you save money, month after month, for decades. And they do it with a clean footprint. So go green and start saving money today by visiting allenergysolar.com.
0: Clockwork is an experienced design and technology agency, which means they help transform businesses around the globe by connecting people, processes, and technology. They bridge the gap between marketing and technology to put people at the heart of digital solutions, transforming how your customers interact with your brand. Clockworks Technology Consulting, Experience Design, and Software Development Expertise makes them a full-service digital partner to help you design your customer experience, build an app, or connect all of your digital properties into one seamless system. If you're in need of major tech updates but aren't sure where to start, they'll help you figure that out, too. To learn more about how they've helped other businesses make digital transformation less painful, visit clockwork.com slash radio. Clockwork. Digital done right. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and we have been exploring... Uh, all kinds of things happening in our community, especially how they impact the arts, how they impact theater, how they impact Fearless Productions, which initially came here to talk about a great fundraiser, <laughs> which is now postponed, <laughs> and it will. And we're we're saying it just hasn't happened yet.
1: Has That's not right. happened yet.
0: It it doesn't mean that it's not going to. It just hasn't happened yet. I have Tim Wick, who is the co-host today and is the artistic director of Fearless Comedy Productions. And he has brought Eric Thompson, the assistant artistic director, and Duck Washington, who's on the board and does a lot of theater stuff around the Twin Cities. Indeed. And we've been talking about how decisions have been getting made, um, how quickly some of those decisions have gotten made, um, how we're just all kind of navigating with one day at a time, one moment at a time, sometimes hours at a time, and how those decisions get made and
1: how we work together. Yeah, the landscape changes every day. The nice thing about the theater community uh, that I've always appreciated is how supportive the theater community is, how open it is to communicating with one another. And so as the landscape changes in the theater community, everybody's really been in contact and has been sharing information about the decision-making process that they are doing, about the resources that they have at their disposal to make those decisions. And it has been really helpful to have that, that network of like-minded individuals, people doing the same thing as you are, all going through the same problem at the same time and all getting different pieces of information and sharing those pieces of information so we can have a complete picture uh, to help us all make uh, make decisions. And and there were so many little pieces of information that went into the decision to postpone Die Laughing, and it, it, that it came from so many different places. Uh, and it is so great to have that that community there that is supporting each other right now.
3: Yeah, and I think it's I think it's just really important that. Um, that we don't put the public at more risk. We have a, we have a pandemic going on. Um, as boring as this apocalypse is, it is, it is <laughs> happening and it is real. Um, and uh, any measures we can do to, um, to keep people healthy, to keep people safe, um, as, as hard and tragic as it is to make some of those decisions, um, I, I think they're, they're, they're really important uh, to be made.
0: Eric, we had talked uh, before the show about some of the the ways that, um, especially instruction and in how you share how to how to approach your fears on stage, mm. and I thought that there was some really thoughtful um, ways that Fearless supports folks who are dealing with fears that I'd love to have you share.
4: Sure. Um, so one of the one of the most important things that we talk about when we're dealing with like performances or uh, rehearsals or jams or anything like that is boundaries um being able to talk about what people are comfortable with and not comfortable with um and those things like being aware that those things can change from day to day um so if if i came in if i came into to a rehearsal and uh for instance i i had twisted my ankle or something like that um Nobody's gonna bat an eyelash when I say, you know, I can't, I can't do some of the things that I said I could do yesterday. Uh, I may need some extra time. I may need some extra space. Uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and we try to take that same approach regarding uh, how people feel the topics, things that are going on, because it may be that somebody got some bad news. It may be that something changed or something happened and there may be a topic that they were okay with yesterday that they just can't deal with today. And I think it's really important, uh, especially for that second one, that people practice mindfulness, Um, being able to be supportive and not ask questions, not probe, not push people, just understand that if somebody says I need this space or I'm putting up a boundary today, something that I previously could do. Let's not do that today. I think respecting that is really important.
0: And it really is the heart of what we can hold on to in facing every day. There may be something tomorrow that today didn't bother us, but tomorrow it does. How do we tell that to our friends and family? How do we tell that to our coworkers? How do we be there for our community in ways that we can go to school on how fearless has done that with their community.
3: I think I think it starts with like having those conversations. That those that, that having those conversations are okay. So if you're in a place of of power within your community, um, and you can kind of set that as a as a, an expectation or a permission, um, uh, I think I think. Where people can come forward and say, "I don't feel comfortable coming to work today," or you know, um, uh, uh, those kinds of things. If you can, the more flexible and understanding you can be, and the more open you can be that those options exist, I think, um, the better off, um, the more honest responses you're going to get from your community.
4: And I encourage people to be direct. Um, uh, what what I would say is, call a timeout. Just pause things. And then just address it. Um, because it, it's a very difficult thing to deal with, especially in times like this. So if you're having a conversation about something and it moves to a topic that you just can't deal with today, um, that's okay. Don't suffer through that topic. Don't try to be polite. Just be able to say, oh, hold on a second. Can we just not talk about this right now? And don't feel like you have to justify yourself or apologize. And if somebody does that to you, don't feel attacked. Mm-hmm. Just accept it and move on.
0: It's the power of being able to be in the moment and to address your own needs, emotional needs, in the moment. And thank you for all the work you've done for since 2012. Thanks. In thank supporting uh, communities to look at how do we face our fear and, and how can we do it sometimes with a little bit of humor too uh, that can help heal and address it and you know yeah it is kind of a boring uh, pandemic oh as, yeah. as pandemics go no <laughs> no robots uh, no uh, we zombies. could still do
1: shows if they were robots <laughs> yeah. I, I feel pretty strongly about that I feel pretty strongly uh, about that
0: and we want to leave you with consider ways that you can support the arts during these challenging times
1: um, die if you're interested in supporting fearless comedy productions that's right yeah
0: Be kind, be careful, be supportive, be community, be fearless. We're glad that you're with us today on Connections Radio Show, and we look forward to having you join us next week here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.